Welcome to the Veterans Transition Support Reconnaissance Show with your host, J.P. Savantis. Welcome back to another episode of VTSR. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you doing, JP? I'm tired, bro. So, I just want to point this out that we're actually trying this for the first time with video. And yes. if you notice how JP staged the uh, set, <laughs> we have a, I don't know, throne style thing here. I, I call it the sidekick seat. Yes, <laughs> you're, you're, you're in the sidekick seat, and I'm in the uh, uh, lowered co-host. Because actually, JP, if well, I well, sit well, up straight in my chair, yeah. we actually look each other in the eye for the first time. But it doesn't help, help hey, right? Nate, but it doesn't help me out any. <laughs> All right? Which is true. Yeah. So I just wanted to point that out, that JP set up the set. I did not. Yes, you did. The chair was already. It's always. This chair is always in this spot. Okay. Uh, it's well, just that I, I don't have any furniture in my patio, <laughs> which is different. And, and you know what? It's kind of a good thing you don't have furniture because we tried to do a show uh, a couple weeks ago and we had the hurricane come through. Yep, that's true. Because you're here in North Carolina. I'm up in uh, Eastern Coast, or Atlantic Canada. And our, our guest over here, who we'll introduce later on, he neglected his duties and this, the storm actually made it through Florida, through North Carolina, and came up and hit us. You were supposed to stop it. Yeah, and I had all this faith in you and anything. So we'll talk oh, about I'm, this guy I'm later. No, I'm in Pensacola. Yeah, well. We'll talk about it a little later, guest. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pay attention to your, your seat. That's your goal. <laughs> so, uh, talking about that storm, one thing that, uh, what I took away from that storm, because it was devastating. That, like, it came up, it hit us. We lost internet for 26 hours. Snap. Like the cell phones, internet. It was like being back in the 90s. So what you're telling me is the infrastructure in Canada sucks. There's a, there's a, there's a lot of fun stuff in Canada that sucks. <laughs> but yeah, you know, the, interest, uh, the infrastructure does suck. <coughs> now, one thing that I did take away from that as a positive from that storm yeah. was that uh, we had tried to do the show and everything was going on. and. We've been hanging out a bit more and talking about doing this show and everything. And um, I basically went into a communications blackout. And yes, you did. It was, I was like, I was frustrated. I was doing my stuff at work and I was still able to work and do everything. But you guys were trying to get a hold of me. Exactly. And on your side of it, I, I bug you guys. Like, I, I'm constantly in your face, like, ah, this is stupid. Look at this or whatever. And, you know, proof of life, like, almost hourly. How was it not having communication with me from your end? Well, first, it was great not hearing from you for a while, <laughs> but but at some point we got worried. Okay. No, no, so we did. So we sent you a few messages, and like normally Nate replies either with something funny because it's busy or whatever, uh, but no replies whatsoever. Yeah. So you know, next thing you know, it's like ten hours gone by, which is ten hours way too much without hearing from Nate, and we're like, okay, something something is wrong. Now at this point, I haven't realized that the storm is in Canada. Okay. Right? So I was like, something is wrong with Nate. He's not replying. I'm like, oh my God, I wonder if he's just going through one of those times. And I'm like, damn it, but he should know better than to reach out to us, right? Yeah. So we're like, okay, what do I do? What do I do? And your wife comes on uh, Instagram. Yes. And I go like, should I? And I'm like, you know what? Why not? So I sent her a message. I go like, hey, I don't mean to bother you, but I just want to make sure that Nate is doing okay. So I explained to her, I sent him a message, I'm really worried. 
is he okay? Yeah. And she said, oh, no, no, he's great. Actually, that Thomas is laying right next to me right now. It's just that we got spotty communications. My phone gets signal once in a while. Yeah. And I, we're going through the storm. I'm like, that's fine. I don't want to bother you guys anymore. I just wanted to make sure that he was okay. And she's like, thank you. And the thank you, even though that it was written, is to me, it sounded like really from her heart. Yeah. It's like, so, yeah, it was... It was, it was cool because for, for my side of that, uh, I've worked with a lot of people and a lot of different veterans and, and done lots of projects. Nothing at this level yet, which is, which is great. But with that said, I've worked out with uh, I've worked with a lot of people and everything, and I've gone through a lot of shit in the last five years. But that was the first time that somebody has actually like, hey, what is going on? And a couple of years ago, I went through like the literally the lowest point. Touch wood. Hopefully, it can't get any lower. I mean, it's not a challenge. Um, the lowest point in my life, and I literally like went to bed uh, December first and did not get out of bed till January fifth or something like that. Like it was just like I went into a hard hibernation. Like you know when you just shut everything yep. down, tune out the world, and you're you're done. You know, and I was I was I was riding out that storm at that time, and there's people, lots of people that were eating at my table and were you know oh we're your friends and everything like that and. They knew I was going to. There's, there's people that didn't know, that had no clue, and it's the holiday season and stuff, but there was people that legit knew everything I was going through, and not a one showed up at my door to check on me. And I went through a complete communications blackout. It was longer than 10 hours, but not a one checked on me. So I, I got out of that hibernation, and I got rid of all those guys, and every people, and re kind of re-switched my ecosystem, and was like, no, this is, this is not who I want in my life. I'm the one who's caring about everybody else, Nobody gives a shit about me, yep. and that's that's the ecosystem that I had to change. Well, so when you guys reached out after that ten, just ten hours, I was like, "Damn, I can't screw with these guys. I got I got to be, you know, open comms all the time," which made me feel better. Well, you know, it, it's just that when you're one way, if you tell me you're the kind of person that message once a week or twice a week, I can understand that. Yeah, but you bug the shit out of me every day, so. At that point, I knew something was wrong, yeah. right? You know, so when your scheduled like, radio checks aren't happening. Yeah, yeah. So, but one thing that really hit me, uh, Nate, and uh, I don't mean to do it to get, you know, us getting credit or anything like that, but that really hit me that is the part that we don't see, is when your wife sent me a message back saying, hey, um, uh, thank you for reaching out uh, because it's the first time that, Anybody has done this. Yeah. Uh, that message me to see how he's doing because he don't respond, and that meant a lot to me. Yes, that's pretty great. So on that note, don't be somebody that just provides lip service to like, oh, I check on my buddies, I do this. Actually, be the one to check on them. You know what I mean? Yeah. And on that note, I'm going to check in on our guest. So yes, so we got a great guest, which we have. Some, which, we have a great guest. Oh, he, Mike's here. no, no, he's coming. Oh, okay, good. Okay, so we got a great guest, which. Which also happens to now be a co-host, but at this point, he's just a guest. Well, this is his on-screen casting couch, so we'll see oh, how geez, this... Geez. Actually, it's his casting cooler. Yeah, it's yes. his casting cooler. cooler. He, he got the Thanks to JP's great furniture. Yes, so... Uh, so, so, do you want to try to say his name, or do you want to try to say his name? Go ahead. What is our guest name? Mike. Last name. Go ahead. <laughs> you know what am I set up? So no, so our, our guest is Mike Pintacura. He is actually, if I want to pronounce it correctly, it's Pintacura, right? 
It's Mike Pintacura. He is a retired master sergeant at a fifth special forces group. Okay. Uh, he got a lot of experience in, in special operations in the community. Uh, he even worked as a civilian uh, supporting the force. Oh, wow. And he also is the owner of Zulu Ops Tactical Solutions. What, what's that? Zulu Ops Tactical Solutions. You just <laughs> love my accent, do you? I just want to clarify because when they put the subtitles down here and I type them <laughs> up later. So I have subtitles in the past on TV. I don't feel bad about it. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so uh, Mike, welcome Should to the show, brother. Thanks. Thank you. Thank hey, you. thanks. Thank you. Thanks for being in the show, man. Of uh, so Mike, uh, we would like for you to tell us a little bit about yourself. You know where you're from, where you grew up. What did you do? Oh, hold on, hold on. One question at a time. <laughs> where, where, where did you grow up, uh, and um, and what did you do before you joined the army? Oh wow, um, you know I really don't like talking about myself, so this is going to be pretty probably short and sweet. Um, I grew up in the Pacific Northwest, Seattle, Washington. Uh, I guess came to the military in '97, two years in the guard, then went active duty as a combat engineer, Toll Bravo. And I slid over to uh, Special Forces in 2005. Okay. And retired two years ago. Okay, so uh, what was your first, when you first joined the uh, the Army, what was your job at that time? I was a combat engineer. Uh, okay. Yeah. It's basically uh, uh, mobility, camera mobility, minefield, wire, breaching. Uh, it's basically uh, infantry with demo, a little bit of demo skills. Not take away from my infantry brothers, they do a hell of a job. but. So that 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 explains a lot about some of the posts that you put on a, on Instagram. What are you saying? And you got four tabs there. Oh, you know, <laughs> special forces, yeah, I call them the ranger, man. sapper, airborne, which is not a tab, but people go like, "You're not authorized. There's no way. That's impossible. That don't exist, right?" That's a lot so, of tabs. <laughs> Trust me. So that's what you got your yeah. sapper. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I got my sapper, uh, sapper tab. Uh, back in the early 2000s, before the tab was authorized to wear by the Army. Okay. The, the school was ran by the engineer branch. Uh, so and now the uh, uh, TRADOC got a hold of it in 2003. And, uh, and is now, not, since TRADOC is now part of the POI so, you know, authorization system, that uh, you can wear the tab now. So okay, cool. And then after that, you went to Special Forces. Correct. And what was your uh, job in Special Forces when you got in? Ah, surprise, surprise, an 18 Charlie. Oh, engineer. <laughs> Weird. It's a total Bravo with logistics skills. The, yeah, the, the guy knows how to blow shit up. Bring it in. Yeah. All right. Uh, and then you later on, of course, you made E8, Master yes. Sergeant, and then right. you took over a team. Correct. How was that experience? Toughest managing job I've ever had. <laughs> I mean, it really was. I mean, it's, it's a different, whole different dynamic than anything. I mean, to date, it's only been two years that I've done. Okay. So it's it's it was probably the best job ever, though. Awesome. So when you retired, you retire and you said, "Let's talk about your transition, brother. Let's talk about that that hard part when." You stop. Yeah. 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 That's why we got you on the cooler. So you're sitting yeah. on something cool. Yeah. Yeah. Right yeah. Thanks. You thanks. know when when. It's, it's, you, always, it's always tough to talk about. It's always, yeah, yeah, you know, when you wake up one morning and you go like, I'm no longer in the Army. I mean, I don't know what to do. I mean, how did that work out for you? Well, I, I, sometimes I still wake up in the morning and say, I can't 
shit, I'm out, I'm out, I'm out in the arm anymore because it's it's been such a huge part of my life. And but I'm slowly transitioning to the you know knowing that I'm a civilian. But the the, the beard definitely helps with that, which that, I'm sure we'll talk about later. That is a magnificent beard. But uh, yeah, it was very difficult. Uh, I, I think I was extremely uh, extremely uh, fortunate to to get a you know contracting job, like a lot of us do, leaving special forces. Uh, but I, I got a contracting job where I still work with the regiment, supporting the regiment. So I honestly, but I didn't know at the time. But it was not saying that made everything you know all sunshines and rainbows as far as retiring because it still wasn't easy. But it, I'd say it definitely helped because I was around guys like you that I can relate to on a daily basis. Um, but it was still difficult because it's an extremely different dynamic than what the military brings for you, all the structure. And mm -hmm. You already know what what you're going to do, you know you know what you're going to wear every day, you know what you're going to be doing, and yeah. what, what goals you're trying to meet. And uh, yeah, like a friend of mine who was also a retired fifth group guy that I uh, was fortunate enough to meet when I got, took my job, my first job as a contractor, he says, your career is over. This is just a job. You need to spend mm -hmm. time with the family and take care of your health. That makes sense. Well, we spent a lot of time gone. I mean, you were in the yeah. military as well. Spent a lot of time gone, and mm -hmm. it, it, there's no way you can make up that time. But when you're now be able to to be home, now you can actually give quality time. Yeah. You know, and and that's great. And, and even mm -hmm. on that, it, that took. It's still getting, still trying to get used to it. I mean, obviously that's extremely important, but it's you still lose that structure and a goal to achieve a purpose a purpose yeah so uh, and that's sometimes you're still searching for that sometimes but yeah. so what was uh so when you got out and and you not everybody runs into the same situation but so when you got out and you know you start getting that anxiety that that you don't know what to do uh, you're not in the military anymore did you go through any period of what I call battling with our demons? Oh, uh, did, I, did you go through any periods of that? Absolutely. I mean, I, I spent my first, I mean, I got out, got a job. I thought I was doing really good. And, you know, I was going to the gym, able to work out around my injuries. You know, I was like, that was, for me, that was my focus. Um, I got into a little bit of uh, Kydex holster work, which took a little bit of that, you know, the edge off. off. The edge off. But it really wasn't enough. I mean, then I really started getting into uh, pistol training, pistol work, and you know, improving my pistol work. So honestly, I wasn't—I was a decent shot when I was in. But when I got out, that was—that was definitely one thing that kind of kept me on the path a little bit more. Um, made me a bit one. Now I'm a better shooter. But it didn't always help. I mean, because there's still not. I, I tell people you got to have a goal or something to achieve uh, to keep you moving. But yeah, it, I, I went through a few few ups and downs and and uh, took a became really good friends with your friend JP oh who are we talking about talk about Jack Jack yeah Jack Jack is a shit yeah Jack, Jack. Jack is my friend and we put Jack and Daniel together yeah oh man those two <laughs> right so yeah I, I went through several phases my thing was drinking I, I've been in some ups and downs and drinking how much were you drinking if you don't mind sharing I'll probably go through about a fifth every three days okay so what's a fifth is that like a, a two six a seven fifty about seven, I think it's 750. 750? Yeah. Okay. That's a lot for you. Yeah. Just you. Yeah. How many just, days? Like you were killing like one? Three days. Every three days? I, 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 was, I was basically at the liquor store every other day picking up a bottle. Yeah. Because I didn't want it to run out. And how did that hurt you uh, physically and, you know, in your in your personal life? Yeah, what was the impact? 
physically, I mean, I thought I was getting, you know, in good shape because the job required me to maintain physical fitness, but it, I, it stalled out my motivation. Yeah. Uh, I go to the I go to the gym. I was just going through the movements. I wasn't progressing. I wasn't challenging my body. Well, you were plateaued. Right. And um, family. Yeah. I just went. You know, the first year I was a geo bachelor working, and so doing video chat, and I'm sitting there down and drink and tell tell my family that I'm doing it so I can sleep. Yeah. You know. I'm good. I've only had a couple. We really have had like five. Yeah. So. It uh, to to echo what you're saying. When I got out, I was going through a horrific custody battle. Just finished a, a disgusting divorce, and uh, not the wife that you guys contacted during the storm. Obviously, uh, <laughs> you know, I learned from my mistakes. Which what wife number what? Yeah, one. one. Okay. I, I was her third husband. So, um, <laughs> so for me. Uh, having that because we're, we're such physically like physical side of our aspect of life is you're getting up you're doing PT and stuff and that gets you all activated for the day and it burns out all those emotions and endorphins that gets everything going and we start to cut that away and we don't have that purpose like if you're not getting ready for that next PT test or that next mission you're, you're right you become fat Thor you just you, yeah. you feel lost and I myself echoing the drinking part I was drinking when my kids weren't with me I was going through um, a two six of tequila every two days, mm -hmm. and I was drinking that shit like water, right. and it uh, it does take its toll. And then the alcohol messes with our motivation, our, our brain sleeping, everything, and it is a crutch that a lot of us fall onto. Mm -hmm. That it's easy. Well, I, I like I said earlier, I know everybody's wired differently because you see, I drink Jack Daniels all the time. Yeah, it yeah. just keeps me motivated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, everybody goes through that, you know, and I think we still do, in some ways. Mm. Uh, nobody can tell me. I mean, we run in the tactical games, uh, which if you don't know what that is, you should go and get it. The tactical games is owned by my great friend Tim Burke. Oh, my great uh, friend Tim Burke. You guys know Tim Burke? I know Tim Burke. I know Tim Burke. I definitely know Tim Burke. All right. Huh. I'm the only fifth group guy that's allowed to battle boss at tactical games. But, but. Okay, so while they, okay. they, so they, anyway. they, they start posturing go here, they're battle go bosses ahead. at the games. I'm so, an athlete at the games. It's a lot of fun. Tim Burke. Go and check genius. it out. Go and check it out. Yeah. Go and check out the tactical games. Yeah. Anyway, so we run into people, uh, some of our old teammates, right? right? Absolutely. At the tactical games and, and oh, former military, and they look great, yeah. right? They look great, and they always. Look at us and like, how are you doing? You know, it's the yeah. number like, how are you doing, buddy? Yeah. I'm doing good. Yeah, you look good. Yeah, you look good too. How about everything else? <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> it's yeah, like, yeah. but but you know, it's, yeah. it's it, So that tells you, it's like, it doesn't matter the outside. People see only the outside, and they're like, Mike is doing great, but they don't know what you're battling inside, right? right? And uh, but that's great when you go there, you run to your friends, and you're like, so uh, how are the nightmares? It's like. Shitty man, I don't get any yeah. sleep. It's like me either. Oh really? And then you start feeling better because yeah. you're like, damn, I'm not the only one. Right. It's not like I wanna, I want my friend to feel, you know, all messed but up in the morning. But at least I know I'm not alone. Yeah. And uh, and then when you start talking about it, you actually feel better. And I think that uh, people that get out and start going in a in a in a down slope is because they completely get out and they disconnect themselves from right. the community. Right. Then they don't have that support anymore. Well, here's the other side of it, though, JP. We talked about this before. When you get out, your community, your ecosystem drastically changes because the guys that are on the inside, they kind of look at you like, okay, you're out, you're doing your thing. I've got all this other intensity I got to focus on. It's like when you get a new posting or a new position, those guys that you worked with, that you're close to, you're now drifted apart because your 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 ecosystems have been separated. And when you get out, 
there's not a lot that you know that's available to you. And now you've started to shrink that instead of letting it maintaining those relationships because of situation. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. I just saw the lizard move. Yeah. And I, <laughs> like, I'm over there. Yeah. Is, that, is that a lizard move? <laughs> Did I get another crack? No, it's a lizard. It's so lizard. Yeah, sorry. it's okay. Right. Uh, <laughs> you heard what I was saying. Yeah. yeah. I sorry about This that. happened at breakfast here earlier, too. Mike and I were having this heated conversation. Out of nowhere, JP just jumps in something random. Yeah. Which is, you know, normal for the conditions that we that all have. That is part of TBI. <laughs> yeah. So, you heard what I was saying. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I agree. It, it's been, I, I think the new thing for, I mean, honestly, I was actually in a, not necessarily downward spiral. I wasn't hitting the bottle yet. Well, I was hitting the bottle a little bit. I'm not going to lie. Uh, and, and honestly, I got introduced <laughs> to a tactical game. So, yeah. a, a mutual friend, uh, I think you might know him too, Nate, but I know JP does, Mike Green, yeah. Green Ops. Yeah, you know Virginia. Really? Uh, yeah, I know nobody. Uh, I'm the new guy. I, I met him in Virginia, and uh, basically he sent me an email saying if I can help support the type of games. So yeah. anyway, it took a few, it took a few, almost a half a year before I could do it, and then got a chance to help out in Atlanta. Uh, thanks to JP vouching for me before he even met me. Yeah, he um, validated you up, bro. Right. Uh, but for me to witness that and be in that environment actually did reinvigorate me a little and quite a bit. I'm, well, I stopped drinking. To quantify that from my side, because I met you in Atlanta yeah. for the first time. Didn't know who the fuck you were. You didn't right. know who I was. I met you on the Friday night. Right. And well, I, Friday afternoon. We're yeah, filling sandbags. Yeah, filling yeah, sandbags. Sand yep. range and shit. And I was like, who's this guy? He, he, he smells nice. Who's that midget? Right? I was going to go with Gardner. With a you know, great beard, though. Holy shit. With a great beard. Yeah, it is yeah. a great beard. It's longer now. So, that's what she said. So, <laughs> meeting you and just watching over that weekend... Because I, I like to watch people and be, yeah. I'm, I'm observant, but whatever. You're a watcher. I'm, yeah, I'm absorbent. So, uh, <laughs> watching you from Friday to Sunday, you could see the shift happening. Yeah. yeah. Because uh, well, I was talking to Tim about that, because that was my second games I was at, yeah. because I was doing some other things. But watching that shift from you from Friday to Sunday, you could see that you're almost a whole new person. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Because even though I was working in an industry where it was still with my regiment brothers, it, it's it's a different dynamic when you're a contractor, especially yeah. working with military and you know government civilians. And you don't always have that same <clears throat> friendship, that brotherhood. Um, now the guy I was staying with, the other retired guy, we quickly became like that. But when I was at the tactical games and meeting everybody, it, it quit, you know, seeing some, just the athletes in general, just whether military, law enforcement, or, or straight civilians yeah, yeah. compete, and just the environment that it created that I, and the, really the friendships I built, because we were all staying at the same, you know, Airbnb, yeah. and that I crashed. <laughs> Can't come in there without a place to stay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we were all just yeah. fighting for couches. But uh, either way, I, it, it's, it, you developed that, this is when I started feeling like I had a, a support system, yeah. and it's even continued to this time. You know, I've, uh, in South Carolina, met your friend Brian, Brian, Brian B. Quattro. Brian Boss. Yeah. Quattro. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, and he's part of it. And obviously, Chris Alvarez. Um, you know yes. Chris Alvarez. You know Chris. Oh, yeah. Chris Alvarez. You know how every Chris Alvarez. Chris Alvarez. You know, <laughs> you know, you know, we're twins, right? You and Chris. Yes. Really? So yes. he got the looks, and you got what? The shit stick. Well, I got the looks. <laughs> he, he got the muscles. <laughs> you got the height. But That's way, it was. It, it's, it's been it's been great to have a support system, and every time I and what I've told people since uh, South Carolina is every time I'm at the tackle games, I don't have any PTS issues. 
Yeah, it's it's, it's a different environment. It's like the only time. Now, don't get me wrong. This is this is, uh, community might not be for everybody, right. because no. um, you know there's some people that like, like I, I bring people to range all the time, other veterans and stuff, and they're like, yeah, I like the shooting, Nate, but I don't want to be spending a lot of time doing it. So when I bring them out, I try to bring them out with guys that have similar interests, like music or mechanics or whatever like that. So they're linking up with people. Right. So it's a gateway drug. Right. Because the, the shooting aspect of our careers, for the three of us, has been a huge component of it, right? Right. So it is a catalyst. Go ahead. Yeah, when you speak about the shooting, you know, because I got into, especially pistol heavy, because I knew that was a weakness of mine. Okay. So I got into it really heavily. And I, I kind of self-proclaimed quote that I have is, you know, sometimes you need the... Uh, what is it? Um, sometimes you need a familiar chaos to become cal become calm. Yeah. And for me, shooting is that familiar chaos when I start to feel like things are starting to tighten up on the inside. Perfect. Go out and shoot, and it's like that chaos. And you know, of course, it's loud noise, explosions. You know, oh, you want to become combat. more yeah. familiar? I can yeah. shoot back at you. You're gonna even be calm. Dude, yeah, yeah. Freaking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and if I'm shooting back, I just you know you won't hit me. So. Yeah, exactly. I, 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 no, and he starts shooting back at you. Yeah. You'll, be, you'll be safe. Yeah. But, but yeah. you're still gonna have fun. Yeah. But yeah, it's. <laughs> and this is why I hang out with these guys. Yeah. But, but so one thing that you mentioned, uh, and I think is is a is a theme that we keep hearing, at, you know, one time from the next to the next is purpose. Right. You got to find a purpose. Right. Right. Whether it is, I mean, we got we got a so <laughs> within the the special forces community, right? We we, we support all the special forces yeah. own business. And when you start looking, you got like, really? Is he making soap? <laughs> it's like, that's, that's his yeah. passion. He's making soap. Yeah. And I, so, so you're like, yeah, but I'm the best soap maker out there. Yeah. You know, the other one is knitting hats. Well, uh, don't, don't, don't forget the Waffle King. The, the, the Waffle, Waffle King. King. We got the Waffle King. So you, you start looking <laughs> at stuff and you go like, you know what? Whatever makes you happy. Yeah. Uh, we had in our last episode, we have Carlos. Yeah, he's fly who, fishing. Who went from being a badass Green Beret shooter and then... Getting into contracting and going like, it's not working. It's not. Oh look, pretty fish, pretty fish. And, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and that is. I get, I get to stand it's in the water. Yeah. But, but you know what? That does it for him. That. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. You know, we we had a, a one kid and and he's I don't want to mention his name, but you guys, are gonna know who I'm talking about. Even the volunteers at the tactical games, I see this the change, the switch. Yeah. Some of them day one when they get there, they're like all shy and they, they don't know what they're doing, then they learn what to do, they start hanging out with the competitors, and all of a sudden they're like, Shh. you see them day two with confidence, they're like, well we gotta get done, all right at this time, get in your lane, and this and that, and then next thing you know, they're like, I gotta do this again. Like, I feel I'm part of something. Exactly. Right, That's so, exactly and right. I'm not talking about this is just at the tactical games, but, but anything you, get you need to be part right. of something. A SOCOM athlete, right. you, you're, yeah. a, you're a mentor for so SOCOM athlete, just like I am. And they, Someday I hope to be a uh, SOCOM athlete. Uh, we, we, so if they go, yeah. you, know, you, know, you got to come south of the border. Yeah, we're going to have to talk to Jason for yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm really good at pushing a broom and using a shovel in my infantry days. But I saw a kid, remember we had a team workout here what last week. Mm -hmm. uh, prior to that was Hell Day. And we had a kid, which I want to mention, I don't like to embarrass people without their permission. If you give me permission, I'm embarrassing. But we have one of the kids that was really very shy, very weak, but he he was there. I'll give yeah. I'll give him that. Yeah. He showed up and he, he finished. But so you saw the way he was at that point. Then we, we fast forward like month and a half later, 
with a team workout. Okay. And it's just like a four hours of a team workout, one-on-one -on -one with Jason Sweet and all that stuff. And uh, he showed up. He's like, hey, how you doing, JP? How you doing? All right. So are we going to get this done? This and that. I'm like, wow. Yeah. See, <laughs> that shift yeah. from when I met him as the little shy boy. And now he's not, not shy like drink boy. Uh, you know, yeah. he's very shy. And then shy, all of a sudden shy, now, yeah. now he got a purpose. Mm -hmm. He knows what to do. He's training for it. That does certainly mean that he improved 100%, but just changing his mindset and finding a purpose was enough. Yeah, so he's, he's established what ecosystem he wants yep. to be in and thrive in. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so Mike, yeah. so uh, besides shooting. Let's, let's kick this up a notch. Let's let's talk about it. Let's, let's settle in. Wait, 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 look at me like that. I don't know, you're, you're kidding. Well, I got comfortable and you got comfortable. Yeah, you just so. got lowered to my level. <laughs> yeah, oh, I can finally oh, see Mike in the eyes now. Uh, <laughs> Oh my God! So uh, <laughs> uh, let's talk real quick. I mean, just briefly about uh, when you got out. Uh, I know a lot of guys got problems with uh, the VA benefits. Uh, sometimes the retirement don't kick in, at, you know, on time and stuff like that. Did, did you ever run into any issues like that? Uh, I, I gotta say, I think I. I don't know if uh, the VA is finally starting to get a little better. You know. In the recent years or whatever, but I, I actually didn't have very many issues. Really, getting uh, my VA benefits, uh, you know, taken care of. Uh, I will say I don't think it was explained very well. That's for for darn sure. Uh, whether it be through the out processing, of, you know, the military base I got processed out of, how especially especially retirement pay, but retirement pay kicked in automatically, which was nice. But the VA, I I had a. I had a rating within within two months. Oh, that's pretty good. That is good, yeah. And that then, is good. And then seriously, on three in three months, I had no disability. I just want to point out because your system is almost similar to ours, other than you guys actually have hospitals for veterans to go to right. specifically. That's a whole different can of worms. Though. Yeah. So well, for us, we have to go to city side doctors and stuff like that. That's better. Yeah. Well, no, because I have guys that have been waiting five years for a personal doctor. Oh, so they okay. just go into walk-in clinics and get bounced around and everything. So getting your rating sorted out, that's an amazing thing right. to yeah. do. Because for us, it's a pain in the ass, especially for veterans, because it's it's a pain in the ass. So we're, we have similar systems. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, sure. So, uh, so I know right now uh, the, the Greenberg Foundation, they do have uh, a program where they go around teaching people everything from top to bottom, what to do, not right. to do, for VA benefits okay. before they retire. It's basically so the, the, an education program they set up I, just I, for I that. I just started this year, though. Yeah, yeah, it's, 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 it's kind of new. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. there when I was getting out. Yeah, well, well, okay. I know, I know they have done a few here because I run, in, I ran into this in Charlie group. Mike's, and they were down fifth a seventh group. group, and they've done fifth group, and fifth okay. group as well. Okay, yeah. so maybe in the future we need to get them here and, and get have, them to we'll talk about about because when I was talking to them about it. A lot of guys just give up, right? I sent send my package, and they said, "Okay, you only get ten percent." Yeah. And you send a record that goes from here to freaking New York, full of papers, right? And they're like, "Oh, ten percent," and they submit the second time, and they're like, "No, ten percent," and they're like, "Fuck the VA," right? Right? Yeah. And then they get no other help because they said, "I'm not gonna waste time and energy to get declined again, even that I know I." I, I I earned this. Yeah, they get frustrated. Yeah. yeah, so they get frustrated. So I think it's part of being educated. Like, I didn't know until I talked to them that you can actually get a rating, not necessarily when you, because when you're going to retire, yes, you submit that. 
but you can get one while you're still on active duty. Just yeah, you didn't know that. <laughs> Same with us. <laughs> Same with us. So, so I could have got a head start on this. So yeah, as soon as you so, have an injury, you submit it. Allegedly, I don't gonna say exactly. I'm gonna let him explain this. Okay. But allegedly, let's say I got ten years in, but I still got ten more to go. I go like I got injuries already. I can submit an application and already have a rating. I won't get paid for it. Right. But, but I'm system. already rated for yeah. that. So when I get out, you know, I can update that and increase it to whatever other injuries I have, or if this one's got aggravated. Okay. I'm like, but you already have a rating. I'm like, are you serious? They're like, yeah, you guys didn't know that? I'm like, nobody ever told me that. VA was tough for the way I used to call it for all people, which is now us, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? For Damn. all people and people that got hurt and left the Army early. That's what I thought. No, apparently you can get your rating prior. Yeah, we need to get them on. Because that's exactly what the National Guard does. They're not active duty. So they, but they, some, some guys I know are receiving VA benefits. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think it's about education, really. Okay. And, and we're not very well educated. So. No. <laughs> uh, Mike, anything else that you would like to share to everybody about, you know, one thing that you mentioned to me one day, I would like you to touch on this real quick, is that you... When you were drinking a lot, you found a way of detecting something like that. Like you started being able to notice him when you were going down the wrong road, and you started to learn how to pull yourself back. You were talking something wow. about that. That's that's a lot of question. I think that's uh, a lot of. It's not, I don't think it's something that can be taught or someone can take you know with them, but it, it's an individual thing. Um, I don't know. I've, I've always prior to that, I've always like had a few bad habits here and there and I've been able to just, you know, quit or whatever, but yeah, I just saw, I just, I really internally saw my performance starting to, you know, be compromised, whether it be work or daily life, family life, um, I was getting, you know, quality of family life was getting compromised, my, pay, my bank account was definitely getting compromised, yeah. um, and it just, it, I don't know what it was weird, it just, sometimes I, I start thinking about, where did I come from, not necessarily when I was a kid, but from the military, and where did I go? Why did I go there? Yeah. What did it, how, what, how did it shape to, you know, help me shape who I am? What's, what's basically the ethos, the core of why we do that? You know, it's to be the, to be the best. Yep. You know, and I'm not being that ambassador now that I'm retired. If I let myself go, mm -hmm. you know, you gotta be, you gotta be mentally strong. And it's not, it's not easy. But I, I don't know how I did it. It, it, it just, it's, because I've gone down the, the Jack Daniels road about four or five times in the last two years okay and it's just i can't do that in the, I mean, la the last two days too yeah well that's that's, that's, that's <laughs> a different road different I, that's sports recovery <laughs> that, that's, i was in that in that road as well yeah so. but no <laughs> i mean but I, I think right now like for this weekend it was more it's i got better discipline now my, my yeah. i'm physically uh in better shape than i was uh six months ago i'm therefore i'm mentally in better shape plus i got an environment around me that keeps me mentally sharp, that keeps challenging me yeah. to make sure, you know, everything's going hunky dory. Mm -hmm. So I think having that discipline I'm allowed to have a couple of drinks now, although after this week I'm gonna be cutting back again. Well you but, know you know it's funny because I was really impressed because before he came up he said, JP, I don't want to drink. I was like, dude, we're gonna do a toast at Charlie Mike's. You got at least have a drink and he was like, Okay. Well, help me out here. Limit, limit me to two drinks, remember? Right. He said, two drinks. Yeah, I, I didn't know where I, I, how I was going to go. I, and don't let me drink anymore. But I was really impressed when I saw him, two drinks, and he's like, 
That's it. And Wait, I was like, give me the water. Yeah, and he asked for water. I was like, that's uh, that's discipline right there. Well, it's not just discipline. <laughs> well, it's self awareness as well. It, yeah, what it, your goals are. It's the self awareness also. It's also that at that point I'm representing Tactical Games because it was a Tactical Games uh, yeah. and No Sofiano's event. So I got to represent the companies, man. You know, and yeah. I'm not going to be turned into a. I'm babbling. And you know it's okay in that environment, Charlie Mike's. Everybody gets, you know, freaking pretty ripped yeah. and, and stays there, you know. But yeah, I was also meeting a lot of new people for the first time that night, so I didn't want to. But yeah, it was. I found it fairly easy to cut it off. There you go. Now you 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 talking about Charlie Mike's. You've never been in Charlie Mike's nope. before. No. Nope. How hard was it for you when you walked in and you saw the wall full of picture of Fallen Brothers? Oh man. Don't, don't don't do this to me, man. <laughs> no, I mean uh, honestly, is I I'm, it, 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 it was difficult. It was humbling. Um, I almost wish you there on Wednesday because I know Wednesdays they do usually. No, it's most every day they do. Almost every day on the day of their passing. Right. Yeah. Um, but seeing that wall, it was. I mean, I know I know quite a few names on that wall, and it's honestly it makes makes me angry. Because at least for me, because the guys I know. Majority of them were hit by IEDs. Yeah, that's cowards. Uh, yeah, it's cowards. Yeah. So that makes me angry. Now, I mean, honestly, we all been in this profession, and if they go in a, in a, in a freaking grandiose firefight, that's on. I mean, that's like extremely, you know, like they went out fighting. Yeah, exactly. So I was kind of, I was, it was a mixed emotion. It was a mixed emotion, of, you know, sadness and anger. But at the same time, if you're like me, I'm pretty sure you feel the same way. Every time that you walk in there, like I do it when I'm feeling down. Whether it's during the day, normally yeah. my my car don't want to keep driving by Charlie Mike's. It's my car. It's not me. Yeah. It just yeah. starts turning, right? right. <laughs> it's just me. <laughs> but when I, I'm feeling down, sometimes I walk in there and I look at that wall. It kind of reminds me. That's why you got to keep leaving. Right. The, oh, the absolutely, absolutely, you know? absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Right. there's two absolutely. sides to what it. Yeah, yeah. 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 there, but you know, it's. I, I feel like I, I have to live my best life for them. Exactly. They're they're, they're holding down the fire. You know, the firefight in Valhalla. You know, kind of deal. And yeah. it's and I got to do it here. Yeah, and I got and definitely that is definitely a sobering uh, experience to think you know hey I'm not gonna go out taking my own life where these guys went out in a fire you know in a battle yeah you're not gonna yeah. cash out I'm not gonna cash out so, don't cash out no so it, it, it was extremely humbling and I I almost man when we told him something like I wanted to go because of that but at the same yeah. time I was kind of yeah and a lot of people don't emotions. what a lot of people don't get is that they focus so much on the loss, right? Yeah. So they go like, we lost our friend, we lost our friend, that's great. And I'm like, yeah, but guess what? Now you gain a wife and three daughters Daughters that we as a community are responsible for right. making sure they're okay. Right. Like, we we, we got to take care of their families. That's what they, they would have done for us too. Yeah. So if we cash out, guess what? Who's taking care of their families? Yeah. Nobody. And now, shirking your responsibility. You that come from Canada, right? When you walked in, what was your experience uh, walking in in Charlie Mike? So, for me, I walked in and I knew how important it was to you guys. I respect that 100%. So, um, how, to, how to explain this? I walked in, I was, I went in humble, and I knew I, I could feel. Because with my condition, I'm very empathetic of the emotions around me. Okay? So, I, I kind of feel them, right? Um, so... It was it was an honor to be in that environment and to look upon those faces that are no longer with us. 
And then when you and I spent that uh, half an hour in the corner talking about it and stuff and, and, and with the wall, it was it was very humbling, very honoring to be there, uh, to, to know their names. And, and for everybody that gets to know their names, that's even longer that they're living for, yeah. right? Um, then on the other side of the bar, I saw these berets, and I saw a tan one. I was like, tan one? What, what, what does that belong to you for you guys? And I thought, so I walked closer, and it was actually my regimental cat badge, the PPCLI, on that beret in this bar. So my regiment, so I actually have a connection to that bar. Yeah. Like, I'm not, like, making this shit up. Like, I actually have a connection <laughs> to that. Like, my regimental brothers have been been there with you guys. Like, we were, oh, because, you know, you know, we worked together. I'm get a little flustered with this. Um, so for me to it's see that connection. family. Yeah, it, it really is. It's like, hi, I'm that third cousin that, you know, your your sister's uh, dog walker's boyfriend, uh, you know, whatever. But there is that connection. So for, for me, uh, again, I'm getting flustered with this because it, it was honoring, it was humbling, and it was like eye-opening. And it was like, I wish we had more the, stuff the, like that in Canada. The, the thing that really caught me off, because that place got a little bit crowded. It wasn't, it was, it was a Thursday night, so it wasn't yeah. like stupid crowded. Like I can imagine on Friday or I Saturday. think the tactical games feel up half of the bar. Right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I mean, it's not a big place. No. no. But at the same time, and that, you know, usually for me, small places and lots of people, I, you know, I'll, I'll go sit in the corner and sip on my whatever I'm drinking. Yeah. But the atmosphere in the place, along with being surrounded by friends and family, was that of honoring those, you know, that paid the ultimate sacrifice. I mean, as soon as I walk in the door, I'm getting greeted by a guy who's a, you know, former ranger, and I'm getting hugged. Yeah. Welcome to Charlie Mike! And, and the staff yeah. was so and, and inclusive. And then a retired, you know, Sergeant Major from Vietnam, and after I put my hand on the bar, he's got like two SF rings. <laughs> And I put my, he saw my SF ring, and you see the light in his eyes. I mean, old crusty bastard. Yeah. Just he opened it, ah, he comes over yeah. and gives me a hug. Yeah. You know, I was just BSing him, you know. Yeah, he's, you like, know but. he's like, oh, damn, look at the nice <laughs> ring, boy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it was, it was, but the atmosphere there was everything I expected. Yeah. It's one of the few places, actually, I want to say it's probably the only place, unless, I mean, your house or somebody I trust, right? Yeah, not my house. You're not it, I know, I know. I can't even get through the border. I know. So, so it's, a, it's the only place that I go in, and there's no other seats or anything available in at the bar because I like to sit at the bar. Uh, it's the only place where I can walk in, sit in the corner with my back to the door. Yeah. Yep. I cannot do that anywhere else. Right. I just can't. No. But there, <laughs> I know somebody in that bar is watching that door. So, with that said, <laughs> this morning we went to breakfast. Him and I almost pushed each other out of the way. Are you same, serious? Same seat. Are you serious? He came from one side. I, I was coming from. I was the first one behind the. the and I was coming this way because I was like, oh, I don't know where I'm going to go. I'm with the push. He's so short. I lost him behind the chairs. I didn't you, know where he was you, going. You guys were sitting sudden, to the table. Yeah, I'm like, oh, I see my thing, and all of a sudden he pops up. Like he was, he was chair level. So I'm like, what the hell? And he just pops up where I wanted to sit. And I looked at him. He looked at me. And it was just a split second of like. Hmm. So then I just sat beside him and get, let him have the booster seat. But it was just, it was, it was, it was fun, funny because we both knew. The only thing he's got is short jokes. I mean, he, 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 got he, he, he got nothing else. Short. He got nothing else. Nothing else. Nothing else. So on that same note, now one thing that we do want to talk about, and JP has been, and we wrap the show up on this one. I think JP has been very, very eager to know because, yes, you know, not bad for myself, no. but this is. You know, let's let's talk beards. JP, you can sit this one out. 
Okay. Let's talk beards. What do you spend more time on? The hair or oh, the beard? I, wait, my beard. Wait, that's easy. That's easy. That's the beard. Is it? Yes. Okay. So, <laughs> that's, 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 that's it. That's now, it. Yeah, I mean. No, so you got like a local room in there. You go like, oh shit, I need some peas. I got more products for my beard than I do my hair. Okay. <laughs> what is your What is your time frame for getting the beard ready in the morning? It's It's not terrible. I mean, between the, it's not terrible, but he's the same it's, time. It's between its own shampoo, its own conditioner in the shower. Okay. Yeah. And then coming out, I got you know, it's been I've been shaved all weekend. Keep my lines clean. Yeah, I exactly. Do that, I do that, and then I throw a little bit of oil in there because oils because you your beard will, your skin will dry underneath the beard. So oh, yeah, I'm dry as fuck right it now. Keeps that skin yeah. moist, and it also keeps the beard soft. And uh, then I got the butter to help. So keep okay, you you, get, no, you still it. you still going away from the original question? <laughs> How long does it take to get your beard ready? So here, I'll I'll tell you mine first. So I have the uh, the bone comb from uh, uh, Grim Frost. So my wife gets my stuff from Norway. Okay. Because okay. we actually import this good stuff, right? So I have my shampoo, shampoo it out, okay? Run it through with the bone comb. This is in the shower, so it's got hot water to get that skin and get the follicles open and everything. So the bone comb goes through, you know, brush it out, comb it out. Shampoo's all rinsed out, a little bit of oil and conditioner just to go there. Then I brush the oil in, you know, just like the boot polish brush. So I'm looking at about a 15 minute process for me, daily. I guess if I crunched it all down, I, it's pretty close to 15. Oh, okay. 15, 20? Yeah, but I mean, that's definitely... Let, let me explain my Am process. I a little behind yours? Do you actually have the bomb, too, to put in through the day? I do, but I'm, I'm, I'm still got the military mindset, so I just like whip through things as oh, okay. as possible. So, so, so let me explain my process, because you see, I also got products. Okay, okay, so when... So I get so my... Flown. You're my, in the growing my, No, I get now? my rodents and fields products for my face, right? I, oh, no, I put them on, then I get in the shower, and then I rinse it up, and I'm done with the beer too. Because <laughs> <laughs> what is this? You said this was two months of work? Listen, this is... Two yeah. years. No, no, two so years. how long has it been since Tactical Games in South Carolina? Just over, just over a month, yeah. So, yeah, but okay. yeah, so I started growing it like a week prior to <laughs> And you know what? I'm proud of it because it's not dirty like yours. Oh, See? So, oh, and if I want to get it taken off, like I just do this psh, psh, twice and it's, it's gone. You guys got to just take the trimmer. Now, how, how, here's how, the thing, it's never coming off. Yeah. What do you mean it's never coming off? No, mine. No. no. Uh, at some point, uh, we're going to make a bet about something that we're going to put your no. beard in the line. Uh, <laughs> oh, it's going to be something good. I'm, not, I'm never going to accept this it. This has been eight years. <laughs> I'm never going to accept yeah, it. Yeah, mine's been on for eight years. Hey, I did, I, I did over 20 years of military service where I had pretty much shave all the time. My yep. vacation and weekends and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, yeah one trip to Afghanistan. <laughs> I will always have facial hair on my face. Unless I'm getting paid big money to shave it off. So screw you, Gillette. You're never getting another dollar from Mike and I again. <laughs> Ever, uh, you might get some money from me. And <laughs> like, yeah. uh, no, if, 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 there's, if there's a job that comes down that requires I'll shave it. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. But, but real quick, you do t you you did say that you make some of your own products though. I did. So what what are those? He's guarded about that one too. Yeah, he's, I do. he's not. He's like secret sauce. Just yeah. Just the beard oil. So so you you made your own beard oil. Yeah. That's freaking awesome. You should market that shit. No, you don't want to give the. I, the I, I, don't, I don't specifically make it, but it's made in house, yes. Oh. So, so he, he probably gets dog poop, yeah. batterhead, and, you know. And then some. some oh, I'm going to market Zulaw's beard oil and freaking sell to you guys. 
Uh, what do you mean? Of us, what does he need? You gotta for? sell it to somebody who got beer. Like, yeah. You ain't getting no money from me. Yeah. <laughs> so now, on that note, since you've qualified, because we, apparently we need more beard on the show, mm. you know, uh, and JP needs more translators, we are proud to announce, JP. Yes, that Mike is one of our co hosts now in the show. So. You know, big, big bravado, congratulations, yeah, you made the cut. Because he always got some smart ass comment in the background. And the other, <laughs> the other thing is, is most of the time... And then you don't US. see it coming because I'm down here. That's right. <laughs> Low and steady. So, he's only he's the only guy that I've ever seen run beside the sni snipers in a stocking. So... <laughs> That's good. That's good. That's a good That's one. Good. So, and we're always together. Um, now, with the, 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 the shows, this is now the Trinity. We've got the Zulu Ops, we've got the Nostafines, and the Jester's Tactical to bring you the transition. When, and I'm going to take this serious for a second. When you leave the military, like we said earlier in the show, your ecosystem changes. Not, not always something you can control, but you can control how it goes from there. And this is the one thing about once you leave the military. When you're in the military, you're at the control of the military. Okay, you're at the women back and call. Well, now this is the first time in life that you have freedom. Use it wisely. It's a dangerous weapon. Uh, honestly, it is. And and don't don't just jump into things because you've got the spare time for it. Be true to who you are, like Mike said, and have that uh, self awareness to make the right decisions. And if you need some guidance, the three of us are here. There'll be more people that we bring into your world. So stay tuned. Listen to this guy, follow this guy, follow this guy. You can follow me too if you want. They don't have to. No so pressure. we now have officially an Instagram page. We do. VTSR01. Zero 01. Zero one. All right. So our um, social media handles will be in the bios. In the bio yeah. of the VTSR. So go ahead and click on them and follow each one of us. And here's the other key thing that we've, we've agreed upon is if you message us saying, hey, I'm in a fucked up situation right now, we're not going to send you money or anything like that. We're just going to try to link you up with whatever we know is in the area to help you out. Yep. Okay? We'll so you, you have somebody that if you're in a bind, send us a message and we will do what we can to guide you to your thing. Because we've already done the recce, so let us guide you in. And don't cash out. There we go. Does it? Thanks. Thanks for uh, listening to us, and until the next episode. Love you, brother. All right. Let's go drinking. Drinking. <laughs> it's not even noon. It's noon somewhere. That was good, man. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to check out our partners, sponsors, and supporters. Uptown Auto Glass, Nostafiance Group, LLC, Atax Camo, 